Welcome to Rage You Nerds. My name is Mr. Cack. I am joined by one half beauty, one half brains, all known as TJ. And then one half brains, one half beauty, all known as Jared. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, Mr. Cack. Hello. Welcome to Dunder Mifflin. Oh, I get, yeah, well, hold on one second. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess if we're there, we might as well Yeah. We might as well be there. So, how's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing random office tasks. And enough before we get DMCA striked by by NBC Universal. All right. I'm pretty good. How are you boys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Great uh, great end to a long week. Um, started uh, a couple weeks ago doing doing something new for a change. And uh, I got to tell you, the last two weeks have been very um, invigorating and very, uh, I don't want to say stress-free but 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 very much stress-free I, I i feel i feel good tonight boys i feel nice. good tonight nice tj how have you been <laughs> did tj freeze I, I hope so otherwise this has been a very awkward exchange with tj <laughs> oh no tj tj died well you know we lose people it just happens the bracket. So here we are. Uh, to, to, to just remind us of where we're at. Uh, here's here's the path that we took to get where we are. Uh, so so last week last week we got rid of the Undertaker, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, and Chris Jericho, otherwise known as making some wrestling fans vomit in their mouth violently. Because um, uh, in in one in one Friday or yeah one Friday we got rid of the Undertaker, uh, Ric Flair and his sixteen title reigns, uh, Hulk Hogan who you know I I got accosted by one of my friends on Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> speaking of Hulk Hogan, I would like to retract some of my statement that he does not know how to wrestle, <laughs> and here's the reason why. Apparently he had a match in Japan. Um, I can't remember who it was against, uh, but the dude actually did like drop toe holds and suplexes and drop kicks and arm bars and headlocks and really kind of did wrestling moves. Yeah, so, so so here's the messed up thing. I actually remember reading about that, and it sounds like Vince McMahon was kind of the push behind. Listen, Hogan, we don't need you to do wrestling stuff. We need you uh, to do the the big crowd pleasing stuff. But yeah, no, uh, and that's kind of the mo of people going to New Japan. They actually, you know, come out there and show that they have versatility. Brock Lesnar was another person that went over to New Japan and went out there and showed, you know, hey, I may just kind of be a big brawler, but I can do all this other stupid shit that's wrestling. It's like, oh, all right, cool. Like, why can't we do this on a TV show? Like, why can't we do this on a TV show I can see? All right. Brock Lesnar reminds me of, like, a really muscled-up Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. Yeah, <laughs> but who who talks I like talk Mike Tyson? Who talks like Mike Tyson? 
I just got Have you ever heard Brock Lesnar talk? There's think. a reason Paul Heyman. There's a I reason do. Paul Heyman talks for him because he does and not sound threatening. I wish and I could live in a world where someone. I, I don't care how I sound. Like I wish someone else could talk for me on a daily basis. I'd be pretty cool with that. <laughs> I need a publicist now, please. And my client, right, Chris Cagle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first matchup uh, was one an emotional matchup for you two, uh, but uh, our our online voters not so much torn up about this um, as this one uh, kind of was a whooping, a whooping. Uh, so so Brett the Hitman Hart took eighty percent of the vote to Rowdy Roddy Piper's twenty percent. Thoughts, I... nerds. I am going, <clears throat> and and to me, and as epic as this matchup was, one of the things about Piper that uh, that I really like is he put over Brett in WrestleMania eight, and he didn't have to. Um, however, having said, I always I always considered Piper a brawler. He was he was he was really good on the mic, and he was really good in the ring. But it was like he he didn't. He wasn't a technical wrestler. He came to fight, or as Bret Hart would say, fight, because he's Canadian, which Piper is also, um, or was. Uh, but I mean, oh, Jared, death doesn't make him not Canadian. <laughs> if only it was well, that easy to escape being Canadian. Live there anymore, okay? <laughs> Formerly <laughs> Canadian. He's not Canadian. Formerly Canadian, now resident of heaven. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I, I, I'm with the fans on this one, and everybody knows I'm a Bret Hart guy. Uh, but overwhelmingly agree with the fans on this. I think Bret Hart has so many more of the what the NFL scouts refer to as intangibles. He just he he did it better in the ring. He made a better match. Name me another time. Name me another match with Roddy Piper in it, other than Bret Hart WrestleMania eight. I mean, the Chuka and the Goldust and WrestleMania 12. Yeah, him and, him and Goldust is a weird once. feud. Right. He fought Hulk Hogan once. Um, anything about that, man? No, I think he fought, probably fought the Warrior, fought Macho Man. I mean, so, he's fought. Did, didn't him and Bob Backlund get into it? What, didn't they have, like, he, a, have yeah, a... Yeah, it was Backlund, too. Which so did Bret Hart, by the way. That's how Bret Hart, Bret Hart lost a... Uh, his uh, world championship one time in the I Quit match because was it Davy Boy Smith that threw in the towel? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, in the towel. Bob, or Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund with the, 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 Adam and the crossface chicken wing. Crossface chicken wing. Crossface wing. And uh, Davy Davy Boy Smith threw in the towel, and Brett was did not want the towel to be thrown in, which you know is planned that way. Bob Backlund held the title, by the way, for approximately, like, I don't know, it was stupid, six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Until like, the next Monday on Raw. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, yes. No, it was. It was literally the next night. It was a house event somewhere, and I believe it was, <clears throat> I believe it was Kevin Nash, a.k.a. Diesel. And, and that's how Diesel got the title, which set up the Brett Diesel feud going in, like, 1995. Uh, Survivor Series, um, you know, because Diesel, Diesel held the title. Diesel held the title pretty much all of 1995, I think. 
which just seems and so weird the- because he's just he, even in his youngest he was still a robot. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, interesting story on Bob Black, Bob Backlund. So Bob Backlund has been wrestling since the dawn, and he was kind of this all-American standout guy. Well, as wrestling sort of progressed, <clears throat> Vince McMahon and a couple other people came to him and it was like, "We want you to be a heel." And Bob Backlund, who is probably one of the most patriotic people on the planet, was like, "How do I be a heel?" How do I be a bad guy? And then he just went, I'm going to do everything I do now, but I'm going to overdo it by 150%. And so, like, the character, <laughs> this is so awesome. The character you see is Bob Backlund is actually Bob Backlund, only multiplied by, like, 40. And that was, his whole gimmick was, I'm going to be the, the patriotic dude, but I'm going to amplify it to the point of annoyance. <laughs> That's my heel. That's my bad guy. <laughs> That's fair. And he did it well. Anyway, Red Heart, yeah, Red Heart wins. <laughs> <laughs> TJ. Oh, I'm sorry, TJ. Would you like to make that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going with the with the fans on this one, Bret Hart. Um, nothing against I think Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper's a legend, always be a legend. Um, you know, but. Bret Hart can make anybody look good in the ring. He can tell a story with his matches. You know, he sold it from the time he walked out of the curtain down the ramp to the time he walked back to the dre- back to the dressing room after the match. He was still telling stories. Um, and you can't you can't beat that. He may not have been great on the mic at time to time. I mean, listen to that shoot promo after losing to. Uh, uh, Sid Vicious in a steel cage match because yep. the longest time Bret Hart never lost a steel cage match. Was that um, the night he went off on Raw? Yeah, that was the night he went okay. off on Raw when the Undertaker slammed the the cage in his face and then yeah. Sid got out and won the title. When he pushed down Vince McMahon after when they were tearing down the cage yeah. and dropped a few GDs and yep. on live TV. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it wasn't the greatest shoot promo. He did what? He dropped the bullshit too. Yeah, um, but it wasn't the greatest shoot promo. Like, it, but it got the point across, and you actually believed that he was that angry. Like he wasn't that angry. He, but you believed it. Like, oh my yeah. god, this is real. Someone screwed up somewhere. They screwed this guy over, and you believed it. Um, it or at least I did. At least I did back at 17, 18 years old, <laughs> whenever that happened. Yeah, oh, no, I, I remember 18, that. I remember that night, too, because they, they, they broke and went to commercial with, like, yeah. a minute or so left and right and came back just so Brett could do his rage moment. Yeah. And, uh, a moment of rage. Was, yes. That was, that was the heel turn. Kid, yes, as a 12-year-old kid, I was just going, you know? <laughs> that was, and I, and of course, and younger, too, I was like, he just say bullshit on TV. <laughs> you, know? you can't say that. <laughs> Hearing that on USA, I was like, I was looking around for my mom. 
making sure she wasn't watching because she'd been like, you turn that off. <laughs> yeah. uh, so listen, and, I, th- I think this, okay, how about this? If this was, instead of our, our, our needlessly getting involved in this tournament uh, and putting Piper in here, do you think Hulk Hogan would have beat Bret Hart? Uh, no, I think Hulk Hogan would have never fought Bret Hart. <laughs> and he never did. And he never did. Yeah. I think Hulk Hogan would have been like, no, I'm not going to fight Bret Hart. Um, Hogan, I'll fight I'll fight Yokozuna. <laughs> Hulk Hogan refused to fight Bret Hart. And I, and they, I don't think, and somebody out there, internet bill, correct me if I'm wrong, Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan have never fought in a match. I don't think they ever have. And that is... Even in WCW. Even in WCW. And that is 100% because Hulk Hogan refused to do it. So that's another reason Hulk ain't even this, because he's a pussy. Hmm. Yeah, I said it. Come at me, Terry. I think, what was the story about WrestleMania... um, WrestleMania 9? Yep, you're correct. Hulk Hogan, they wanted Hulk... They wanted Yeah. To come in and take the title or something. And... Yeah, they, did. they wanted Brett to drop the title to Yokozuna, Hulk Hogan to come in, beat Yokozuna for the title, which he ended up dropping a little bit later so Brett can win it back at WrestleMania 10. I don't understand any of it. Hulk did. I thought exactly it was. I thought it was. I thought it was. Bret Hart didn't want to drop the title to Hulk Hogan. Um, yes, he didn't. He didn't want to drop the title to Hulk Hogan, but so they were still going to put the title on him, so they had to drop yeah. it to Yokozuna, and then Hulk Hogan had to come in and win it impromptu main event thing. But I think it was because, like, uh, I can't remember if it was because Hulk didn't want to fight Bret. So, so here's so here's Bret Hart's quote. On this subject, uh, so so on May 29th, nineteen ninety three. So before you know, going into WrestleMania, uh, Vince called me at home to tell me the big news that I was getting the belt back. What I didn't expect to hear was that I'd be getting ready to call Hogan, uh, and hated the thought of telling him that he was too old and tired for a company whose marketing strategy was now based around a new generation concept. Vince wanted to make Hogan into the Babe Ruth of the WWF and use him as more of a special attraction. He asked me not to say anything until he had spoken to Hogan. Ten days later, Vince called again. He warned me that he was about to tell me something that would make me really angry. Hogan was flat out refusing to put me over, saying I wasn't in his league. Vince had decided that Yoko would be getting the belt instead. I couldn't believe that Hogan would do this to me. I remember him shaking my hand at WrestleMania 9 and telling me that he'd be happy to return the favor. Vince said he'd have one more meeting with Hogan to try to sell him on it, but if he didn't go for it, I'd work with Lawler at SummerSlam instead. Which is, I think, what happened in SummerSlam 94. Him and Lawler. Was that, was that the Kiss My Foot match? No. I think it was. Was that not was the Kiss 90, My Foot match? It was 94 or 95, but it's getting eerily close to that time frame for, the, for a kissing of my foot. Yeah. So I listen. I think I think if this was Hogan uh, versus Hart, he would lose here. So that's why I'm not too uh, sad about Hogan not being yeah. in this yeah. in this competition anymore. Uh, even if that may upset some some fans. Sorry, y'all. But like I said, a lot of these are a lot of these. I think were voted on who's more popular as opposed yeah. to 
you know, who's a, who's a better wrestler, you know, cause a lot of these people were given pushes like Goldberg, who was not a good wrestler, period, you know? So goodbye, Piper. You went far. <laughs> Here's where shit gets real y'all. So, uh, I'm going to be honest. I really, I really thought for a longest time, whether I should cast a vote on social media. And the reason for that is, over the last 24 to 48 hours, the vote has been deadlocked. Uh, even when another person voted, another person immediately voted right after them to deadlock it again. So it went, uh, it went from, from pretty much uh, six, you know, and then I decided before the show I would vote. Uh, so what we have to give you the official numbers... Uh, we have 53% thanks to my one vote, Shawn Michaels, 47% to The Rock. And again, I'm going to be completely honest. I was honest last week, and I feel like I've been honest every time uh, I've talked about this. I am going to push for, for Shawn Michaels no matter what. I really like The Rock. I really like The Rock. Um, but I like Shawn Michaels more. So this one was essentially oh, a coin flip. So I, I you know... I'm fine You're with telling you. me that the most electrifying. If you smell. <laughs> um, you know, uh, is is not gonna go over. You know, the heartbreak kid, Mr. WrestleMania, uh, Mr. I didn't screw Brett at SummerSlam. Uh, Brett screwed Brett. You know, the the man the man that lost the the man that lost his smile. Yes, that's who I'm talking about, Sean F and Michaels. I, I gotta can't. agree with it. I gotta agree with that. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta say, Shawn Michaels. I mean, you know, Shawn Michaels' career has lasted so long. You know, think about it back with the with the Rockers, with the Rockers. You know, starting breaking out. You know, splitting up the Rockers. Uh, super kicking Marty Jannetty. Marty Jannetty, who Pipers. might have just recently, as of last week, admitted to murdering someone when he was 13 years old. Continue, TJ. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, he, he made him disappear. Um, did you not hear about that, Jared? I know. So it's it's a super crazy story that he admitted <laughs> on a rant on a Instagram, I think. Oh, that's the place where, where it started with him being 13 years old, and essentially the story was uh, he was at a bowling alley, uh, and this man kind of brought him outside, and, and while he never flat out said it, it sounds like the man was going to sexually assault this 13-year-old boy, um, but then the, the resolution to the story was that man disappeared, and if anyone ever tries to hurt me again, I would also make them disappear. And to confound the more fucked upness of all of this, this was in reference to him talking about his current partner. Uh, I don't know who the lady is, um, but this is kind of the rant he had while it seems like they're having a falling out. Uh, and I feel like you shouldn't be, you know, one, drawing a, a connection to you and the mysterious disappearance of this person. Uh, and two, to then correlate that to, uh, to potentially what might happen to this lady uh, if she hurts you. Also, it's a weird parallel to draw uh, this this lady that has been your partner for some time uh, to a man that, when you were thirteen, uh, almost you know sexually assaulted you outside of a bowling alley. So also, well, I think what tops it off. Hang on, TJ. Hang on, TJ. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. 
Hang on. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. You've talked like all night, man. Give me five oh, minutes. Good, good. <laughs> so to make it even more crazy is because of that, I think like the police department is now actually investigating it, like has an open investigation on yeah. it. Um, so. Yeah. Okay, funny. Jared. Go for it. It's not funny, but like he took, it, took an Instagram post for the damn police to go. What the hell? Well, listen, I think I think it's legitimate when he said he made this man disappear. He made this man disappear like hell. I just, everything, <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I'm trying to process this. It, there's I, a lot of layers to this onion. There, there, this is, pardon my language, fucked up beyond a level of fucked up, of fucked up them. Which is a word I just made up. I just... <laughs> well, number one, number one, if you're a victim or a potential victim of sexual assault and you didn't call the police, and I know there's reasons why you may not, you might be scared, but why would you admit to it 35 years later on an Instagram post? Yeah, there was this guy at this bowling alley and I made him disappear. His name was Jim Jones. Or, you know, <laughs> why would you... Why would you... Say that publicly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not true, and I'm not saying it is true. I'm just saying it seems like from a guy who's been in the spotlight for a long time and who's not in the spotlight anymore, that might get people talking about you. And I mean, so much to the point where apparently authority figures have been like, "Well, hell, maybe we should um, check this out." It's and honestly, it is probably bullshit. It's probably all bullshit because Martin Gennetti is an unhinged psychopath. I was going to say, that, that, that super kick, uh, what was it? Uh, Brain, it wasn't, man. it wasn't during a Piper's pit, man. Was it? it no, was a, it was, it was, it was a, a barber, the barber, barber shop. Yep. It was barber yeah, shop. Barber shop. So, so that super kick. Yeah. yeah. That super kick might've knocked something loose because Marty Janetti hadn't been right since. Um, I mean, and, with, and all of this was just you talking about Shawn Michaels, TJ. So I'm so sorry yeah. I derailed this. Yeah. Well, no, no, but I mean, it kind of, it kind of part of Shawn Michaels. I mean, it's, it obviously had to be something big enough for the police department to go. We better look into some missing persons cases from back then. Yeah. Uh, me if Marty Gennetti under under anonymity <laughs> called into the police department and been like. I have information on a person who may or may not have been killed. In it was Shawn Michaels. <laughs> no. He's, he's pinning it all on Shawn Michaels now. No, not at all. It was that guy from San Antonio. But, you know, keep in mind, you know, Shawn Michaels, he started his career way back in the, you know, whenever with Marty Jannetty and the Rockers, they split up. Then he started the individual career, you know, where he was Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry as his manager uh, coming to the ring with the big, like, mirror. Um, I, I, was, I was trying to remember the match at SummerSlam 92 because we were talking about the Hitman right and Bulldog match. Is it no, I don't think it was. It was Rick the Model Martel against Shawn Michaels. Yeah, SummerSlam '92. I believe so. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. We're, yeah, 
It was like the, the stipulation, don't hit him in the face or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to go through, like, you know, gimmicks like this and, and then go all the way through, you know, forming Degeneration X and everything up to retiring um, Ric Flair, kind of. And then, <laughs> I mean, his career is so long and so storied and there's so much to it. But, man, The Rock... I mean, he was Rocky Maivia, and then he was the Nation of Domination, and then, you know, his career was short in comparison. So, for real quick, SummerSlam '92 was Shawn Michaels and Rick Martel. Rick the model Martel, yeah. The model. The model Rick Martel, whatever yeah. his gimmick was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Eight minute match ended in double countout. Yeah, because Sherry fainted, they fought outside, yeah. and yeah. each exactly. of them was trying to carry her to the back, and they'd go and knock each other down yeah. while they're I carrying her. I love her. No, I love her. I love her. No, I love her. Let's just drop her and touch each other. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair, man. Women. I love more than you, and I'll drop her on her head to prove it. So, so so I'll say this, uh, Shawn Michael. Again, I, I hate bringing this up every time, I, I but it just was such a good storyline. Shawn Michaels, um, where he goes off at that uh, Slammys award presentation, where him and him and Triple H are accepting a Slammy for Degeneration X coming back out or whatever. Um, and this was the year after his loss to the first loss to the Undertaker at WrestleMania, uh, and him just being like disgruntled and just sad about it, and then him developing this weekly kind of obsession where he was trying to first he just flat out asked the undertaker i want to wrestle you again and the undertaker said no and then uh, and then it became this drive where Shawn michaels started to build up all right the royal rumble this is how i'm getting in i'm going into the royal rumble and then him falling short in that and you see the heartbreak and it was like all right like what's he gonna do next and then he comes out and screws over the undertaker and the undertaker decides well now i'm gonna give you your shot and then you get that whole match that whole beautiful match um, and then I think of The Rock, and I think of really good promos. Like he was really good at running down people once he developed the the, the rock the rock persona. Uh, but I don't remember any actual like storylines with The Rock. I, the nope. Rock and Sock connection, and he was always parts of always parts of bigger storylines, like the the corporation, and then he was part of the corporate ministry when those two merged. Um, but I don't really remember them being like a, a strong story with him involved. He was part of the Nation of Domination, and I guess you could kind of talk about how him and Farouk were kind of butting heads, where he was becoming a standout star himself, um, and then kind of flowing away from where the rest of the group was standing in unity of this concept of Nation of Domination. But I just I can't remember any like really compelling i mean rock and sock connection i guess i guess that you know was that the most compelling storyline that the rock was really in I, really i think really i think it was and that's why it's kind of like you have Shawn michaels body of work compared to the rock's body of work and while i will act i won't even say he's better he, he's a better entertainer but just sean when you go if you can compare everybody on this tournament and if you gave them one point for being the total package, Lex Luger, <laughs> other than him, but if you, if you gave him one point for being the total smorgasbord, uh, schmeck schmeck schmooger, schmeck schmooger, 
I, I think that's where Sean has the edge in this. I, because I, I feel like The Rock was a great wrestler. He was a crowd pleaser. He was great on the mic. In many ways, he was better than Sean on the mic. But I think when it comes down to it, Sean's career has spanned further and his matches have been better. And that's why I give the edge to Sean in this one. I'm really thinking, and I feel like maybe The Rock, when he uh, came back for that Miami WrestleMania build where it was him and John Cena shit-talking, maybe that was his most compelling story? Because he, 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 he at least was going Cena. against someone that could equally uh, run down an opponent. And granted, yeah. a lot of John Cena's shit was the, uh, you know, I'm going to make a, a silly rap or something like that. But to be fair, The Rock did a song on guitar where he... You know, talked about Fruity Pebbles in reference to John Cena. So, I mean, like, it was all kind of just a little bit weird. Um, but, yeah, man, TJ, anything Fair. in your mind that you think of, uh, this was a storyline of The Rock that I thought was really well done. No, because there really weren't a whole lot of, he was, go out there, say a lot of words, beat someone, win a title, and, like, I don't remember really many of his storylines other than being a part of, Nation of they Domination, or being a part of the Rock and Sock connection. Um, even his matches, man. Like, I mean, I remember the John Cena match just because that was one of those things where, oh, the Rock's coming back and it's going to be awesome because the Rock's coming back because ratings are bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm broke. I'm not broke, but I want money. You know, um, you know, that's just, that's really not any, he had some stuff with Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I don't remember the stories. Like, I don't remember why, you know, they were feuding. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I hate to say, I mean, it's, it's pretty much, you know, you remember him for who he is now, as opposed to who he was when he was a wrestler. Yeah, I think which is the reason why he's gotten this far is because it's been more of a who's popular. Well, we know who The Rock is because he was on the Jumanji movies and he was on this movie and he's in this yeah. movie and he's basically uh -huh. in every A, B, C, and D rated movie coming out like, yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, he like I believe The Rock is playing the T Rex in the next. Uh, <laughs> in the next, I mean, that's how. You're that's how. I mean, he, yeah. he he literally was walking, walking charisma, rock, walking persona, like walking pizzazz. Like there was just something about him that was really special. I guess it's that 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 it factor, the X factor, or whatever. Because it's hard to describe. Because yeah, I don't think he had a great move set. You know, the rock bottom wasn't the super inventive uh, move, and the elbow wasn't. But like he knew how to market himself. He created that. Like he did the people's elbow, where he basically just was scatting across the ropes uh, and then did the little before dropping the elbow down uh, he had the eyebrow raise and then he knew how to use his words kind of like Chris Jericho uh, knew how to use his words who you know Shawn Michaels put out last week uh, how to use his words effectively to where he became memorable for that um, but yeah I really, his matches I don't know. He, he knew how to read the audience he knew how to make the audience pop and I think that that's, that's a huge and commendable thing and I just don't think it beats HBK me neither. I'm in agreement with the fans. Well, you know, you know what that means. That means this right here. Right here. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. 
Please don't DMA strike us. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> we don't we don't want to be struck. Don't strike us. Don't hit us. But yeah, Shawn Michaels. Hell yeah. I'm fine with that. Uh, I am too. All right, so we've we've got Good that all. Show, done. Nerd. We did it. We did it. We did it. So so next week to to I guess uh, to build the hype. Let's let me just do something right quick. Where I okay, you do something, and I want to say something. That's fine. Uh, let me this get is... rid of the rock right quick. Goodbye. Bye, Rocky. Okay, so for this matchup, I believe get your candy ass out of here. Is it this? If one? you smell what. Jared's cooking. Hold on. Beans. Come it's on. Beans. There we go. All right. Nope. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Bye, Rock. Uh, See you later. Is this one it? No. It's this one. So this is going to be one of the matchups next week as part of our Wait, final what? four. Yeah, it'll be Macho Man Randy Savage versus HBK. And then on the other end, we... Uh, my bracket must be messed up. I thought we were in the finals. Nope, final four. Then we'll Shit. have Stone Shit. Cold versus Brett the Hitman Hart. So just just to, okay. just to throw it back out there again to show you where we're at. I haven't updated uh, this on the big board yet, but, I mean, you can see where we get there. So Brett Hart will, will scooch over to under Stone Cold, and HBK will go on top of Zamacho Man, and we will have us we'll have us a damn hootenanny. It's going to mm. be exciting. Okay, since you said that, I know... And God bless our fans. God bless them. And we have had the ability going on these weeks now to be able to save an opponent. I am kind of a dancing with the stars kind of thing, like you said. Here's my thing. And I am proposing this. For that would fine. be one hell of a tag team match to watch. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it would, man. Okay, so here's my proposal. And all the fans watching or watching later uh, can tell us what I think. Here's my here, here's here's what I propose. After next week, when we get this down to the final two, the three of us do not vote on Facebook. And here's why. While I want to agree with the fans, and they should have an agreement as far as this, I still get a vote as a fan. So let's do this. Now, of course, what's going to happen is one of them is going to run away with it. Yeah, I mean, you, you we'll, kind of hope it plays out like what happened with Shawn Michaels and The Rock where I literally yeah. decided the fan vote. <laughs> yeah. So It was me, Austin! It was so, me! <laughs> so what I'm suggesting, if we're all in agreement for the final round, the last two, we do not get to use a save, but we take the total number of votes, and each of our votes equal a vote in the total. So let's say you have eight votes for candidate one, eight votes for candidate two, and the three of us vote for candidate one, that's 11 votes for candidate one. So we don't get to necessarily save someone. So, like, for example, if candidate two has 15 votes and we candidate two or one or whatever I said has only, like, eight, even if the three voted for it, it's still 11 to 15 and the fans still win. So, like, I feel like we should get to have our vote in there, mm -hmm. but I don't feel 
for the finals that we should get to save someone. Yeah, I agree, and I'll do you one better. I'm not going to use a save next week. Uh, I'm going to let it just play out. I'm just going to let that shit play out, and it's going to be heartbreaking. All great. All great. <laughs> Man, wait, no, wait, no. I oh, yeah, I won't agree. It's going to be bad. <laughs> During the final, I, oh, oh, next week's going to suck. DJ, where are you at, bro? I'll be curious, man. I just, so we might either end up with Stone Cold versus Bret Hart, which I think is, is an interesting matchup. Uh, or Stone Cold versus well, that is H- next week. Or Stone Cold it's... versus HBK. So next week, oh yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. So I guess in the finals we could end up with uh, Stone Cold versus either Shawn Michaels or Macho Man. Uh, Shawn, Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels, I guess is kind of interesting. Uh, Stone Cold versus Macho Man, it's different. Uh, or we could end up with Macho Man uh, versus uh, Bret Hart. Which I think is kind of interesting too. I'd, I'd be cool with I that. I don't know if I can see that happening or not. <laughs> but like but the there is there is a I world there so. is a world where we could end up with this matchup, and I think it's by far the one that gets me the giddiest. We could end up with a finals that is literally Brett the Hitman Hart versus Sean the Heartbreak Kid Michaels. I don't want to push anyone to go one way or the other, but I do. I mean, the Montreal screw job to finish our tournament—just oh, something exciting about that. Would that not be? And, I, and I'm a—I am not against tooting my own horn here, but would that not be between the three of us and the fans? God bless them. The greatest discussion of all time, especially. Well, if you don't just have the Montreal the other screw job. You got way more now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have WrestleMania 12 through DX versus the Heart Foundation to the... I mean, it's... That would be epic. Yeah, I mean... We could do a whole... But just like like that, just that moment itself, the Montreal Screwjob drastically affected wrestling that in that moment, like... WCW gained ammo that they didn't have before. WWF had a black eye, literally, because Vince McMahon got punched. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, it, it, I'm not, again, I don't want to sway anything. I'm just saying it'd be a hell of an interesting conversation. But we'll make everything work, right, fellas? Yeah. 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 All right. So last thing, and then we'll, we'll call it like, uh, just just to remember. Robin Williams. So what I what I wanted to discuss here. Um, so Boss Logic. Boss Logic does a lot of like really good graphic work that doesn't actually get officially used for anything, but people love pulling his stuff up. Uh, and he did this thing for remembering Robin Williams. So Robin Williams passed away August 11th in 2014, I believe it was. Yeah, six years ago. Um, so he had this with the Aladdin and the genie lamp and the genie not coming out, and that's super sad. So my my thing was to you guys is, what are some of the greatest Robin Williams films? Of, of like your list like if you made a list of, of loves for Robin Williams what what's making that cut Mrs. Doubtfire Miss Doubtfire is a good one there's something about that movie it's just kind of like this guy will go through anything to see his kids yeah yeah as far as dressing up as you know it's missed you know it's, it's all about this guy wanting to see his kids you know yeah. and uh, I mean, shit. Like, 
you can't get any better than that, really. I mean, you can, I guess. I mean. So can I, um, I'm going to be that guy real quick. And I thought good will hunting, I didn't like it. That's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. Uh, so for me, for me, Robin, excuse me, sorry. For me, Robin Williams, um, he, this is tough because there's so many good ones. And it's hard to pick one over the other. I think what I personally remember him the most from, um, you know, what Mrs. Doubtfire obviously has, it just had that comedic genius. But I think what I'm always, and if you've ever noticed anything about Robin Williams, Robin Williams movies, he had an element in that movie where everything was about his kids. Um, what's one of the last movies that he did um, where they're on a camping trip? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, RV. Okay. So RV. He's trying to spend time with his family. I like family. that movie too. It was great. He's trying. He, he's a business guy and he's trying to get all this business stuff done. All of a sudden he realizes, hey, i got to spend time with my family. Mrs. Doubtfire. He does everything he can to spend his time with his kids. Hook. He goes back to freaking Neverland and becomes Peter Pan to get his kids back. There's now okay, now granted, good morning Vietnam <laughs> was a little different. His kids so, were in Vietnam. <laughs> it was Vietnam. just telling them good morning. Sergeant <laughs> kids, you <laughs> but that's that's what I liked Patch about Adams. him. His Patch Adams, yes. He was well, okay, fine. Even go back to Goodwill Hunting, because you know, Matt Damon's character in that movie was a kid. He was a 16-year-old, but he, or well, he's probably 20 at the time. But Robin Williams, he, he loved kids, and he loved to get that in there. And I, I think for me, the the one of the most defining moments for him that left a lasting impression on me was Hook, because it was that father going to fight for their kids, realizing he was something greater than he ever thought he was, and. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire being a very close second. Granted, if I if something happened right now where Grant went away, would I dress as a dress up as a woman to go see him? Yes. Yes I would. Because I love my son that much. Excuse me, Nanny. <laughs> and I am not Why do you have a beard? Woohoo! But I mean really hook it was hook for me. I think oh. it was hook for me. I, um, I, I love uh, I, I love Hook, I, I, but I, I gotta admit this: I love Hook, but I feel like it's not for Robin Williams. I feel like I love it for pretty much. Right? I guess Rufio. honestly, Dennis Rufio. Hoffman. Rufio. I guess honestly is why I love. No, no, no. Yeah, Hook, Hook. I loved Hook about Hook. Honestly, if we're just being completely real, uh, Peter was not doing it for me. I agreed with Jack. You know, stay in Neverland. Don't go back with your nerdy ass father. And then when he became uh, Peter Pan, I was like, well, shit, he's not any less nerdier. Now he's just wearing tights. But... The best scenes in that movie is Dustin Hoffman. And, uh, oh, golly, what, who was the guy who played Smee? Smee! Bill, Bill, the guy that almost Bill. ended up being Wolverine uh, and was Mario Mario. What is his name? It's he's gonna... dead now, but gonna... I can't remember. Anyway, but that my, one, of my, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is where Hook is like, he puts the gun to his head. He's like, don't try to stop me, Smee. Smee tried to stop me. Bob Hoskins. Smee. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. 
Smee, get up off your ass, come over here and try to stop me. And Smee's like, you just try and... But I just going back to the whole kid saying even even with the Lost Boys in Neverland where he's still kind of like I'm the old guy and what are all these kids doing and at the end of the movie everybody sees him not as Peter Pan but as a in a weird way a father figure he just did I, it's sad man you know it's it's it, he he did. I'm not going to get all choked up over it, but it's like when you when you think about it, it's like, man, that he really loved kids. And he really did whatever he could to bring a smile to your face. That was And he put his personal feelings aside. He put his pain aside. He put his, he put everything aside for the sole purpose to get you to laugh. That's what Robin Williams was. And... He, I put Robin Williams up with Carlin status. You know, he, he knew the game. Now, very different people, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robin was well, all over I the don't place. know. He some of some of Robin Williams' humor did did get. I mean, maybe not as maybe not as direct and. Uh, oh. No, no, absolutely not. Carlin was very to the point, to the preciseness. But he did he did it in a way that was so precise that it was funny. Robin Williams, total opposite. But I think you put them in the same level of respect because Williams was like you laughed at Robin Williams because you couldn't understand what he was saying sometimes because it was gibberish, <laughs> and, it, and that's what made it funny because nobody could do it like he could. So um, yeah, you know, I just I I, I that's. Uh, it, it it's hard to believe it's been that long, man. And uh, we definitely miss him. We'll always miss him. And all the things that he's done, and all the serious things that he's done, too. Because, like, everything he did, it was funny, but everything he did brought it back to the seriousness of something. And uh, there's not many out there that can pull that off that could do it as well as he could. To have a whole movie that's like, ah, ha, 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 we're laughing, we're having a good time. And then at the end of it, bring it down to a level where it's like, hey, we're all humans. We all care about each other. What this movie is really about is X, Y, and Z. And I feel like every one of his movies summed that up in the last 30, 30 minutes or so. You had a good time. You laughed. It was You cried. And then at the end of the movie, it was like, without scripting it and saying, it's like, this movie is about this. Here I am, Robin Williams, and this is my character in this movie. And here's what you know. I just he he did such a good he did such a good job. Probably because that's what he felt, and what I don't know if it's if it's what he knew how to do as much as he he felt like he had to do it. If that makes sense, I'm I think we've all experienced those moments where it's like. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, so I'm just going to be me. That was Robin Williams. And the great thing about Robin Williams was he did that, and everybody loved it. So he will absolutely, and to this day, be missed. And, uh, it, it, you know, it sucks. It's, it really does. So, uh, but I think... Go ahead. So I was gonna say, so all of all of the the hits of Robin Williams, yes, they're all well known, and I love them all. But I'm gonna tell you one of my one of my dirty secret. I love this Robin Williams film, and it was just universally shit on, and that is Death 
to Smoochie. I think Death of Smoochie is hilarious. I think Death of Smoochie with Ed Norton, uh, with Robin Williams as Rainbow Randolph, is just a clever, dirty, guilty pleasure to just watch. So if you haven't seen Death to Smoochie, I highly encourage you to go watch it. All right, so it's nap time for everyone. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me. I hope everyone has a great and wonderful night. This is how we end. We go to the ending screen. This is Rage, you nerds. Uh, this is Mr. Cack. This is TJ. This is Jared. We will be back next Friday where we will discuss the final four of our wrestling goat bracket and whatever nerdy shit appears between now and then. Good night.